Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for Walt Disney World tips and tricks. I am your host, Danielle, and this is episode 70, a dining review of Cinderella's Royal Table. everyone. Thanks so much for being here today. I am working my way through recapping some experiences from my recent Disney trip. And one that we did this time that we hadn't done in a while was dining at Cinderella's Royal Table. So my son and oldest niece did this when they were about two or three. Um, Their first trip we ate here. So we hadn't been back in about seven or eight years. So my youngest daughter and my youngest niece had not been. So we wanted to go let them have the experience. Um, and it really was fun. A lot of things similar to what I remembered um, pre-COVID. And now things are pretty much back to normal there. You've got princesses meeting in the dining room. You get to meet Cinderella. Um, and the experience is still quite, quite coveted, hard to get. So I want to talk through some different things today. This will be a bit of a spoiler. So if you haven't been or if you have a trip coming up and you've got Cinderella's Royal Table booked, um, you might want to skip it if you really want to be surprised. But I am going to share some tips for getting it booked, what the experience is going to be like, cost, so you can kind of plan ahead and budget, and all that good stuff. So let's jump in. Cinderella's Royal Table, if you don't know, is located at Magic Kingdom Park inside the castle. That really is why this is such a coveted reservation because at Disney World, it's your only way inside the castle. You literally go up a spinning staircase and go to the top. You're looking out over the um, backside of the castle. So fantasy land, all that kind of stuff. Um, at one point while we were in there, I think they were doing a stage show and we heard like some of the fireworks going off from, you know, right outside the walls. So that was, you know, be warned if you hear like some booms, it's okay. Um, But Cinderella's Royal Table right now is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just like with other advanced dining reservations at Walt Disney World, you need to be prepared to make these 60 days in advance at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the dot. Times that I'm seeing listed right now in the My Disney Experience app is about 8 a.m. to 10.30. Um, so things with this, if you get a really early reservation and if it happens to be before park open, you can actually go to a special place for check-in ticket services and get into the park and get to that dining reservation um, before the park is open to other guests. Now with early entry, there may be other people in there anyway, um, but I've heard that can be an awesome perk if you're able to snag that first reservation of the day um, to be up there and, you know, get in, walk down Main Street without all the people. Conversely, if you grab the last reservation of the night, you could be up there um, during fireworks. I don't know how much you would actually see, uh, but you would definitely feel the booms. And if you linger a little bit, you might be one of the last people to leave the park. And that doesn't just work for Cinderella's Royal Table. That's really 
any dining reservation. So right there, 60 days from the start of your vacation if you're staying on property or 60 days from the date you want to go, you are online on the app trying to get this reservation. Now here's what's a little different about Cinderella's Royal Table. You pay up front for this one. Um, to my knowledge, what I can think of, it's the only reservation right now where you have to do that but you need to have your card ready. They will go ahead and charge it. I guess if you cancel, they'll refund it, but it's not like a pending. It's not a hold. You are charged for the full amount of your meal, tax, tip, gratuity. So when you're making this reservation, I'd make sure that you're serious about it. Everybody in your party is down um, and willing to pay. And you want to make sure because these go quick that you have your payment info ready. So cost right now, on the app is listed for breakfast. For adults, you're looking at 65 plus tax and gratuity, children 39 plus tax and gratuity, and lunch and dinner are the same cost at 79 per adult and 47 per child. Remember, a child is ages three to nine. Anyone under three um, can eat off, you know, their parents' plates for free. But if you have a 10-year-old, they are considered an adult. And I'll talk about our experience with that in a bit as well. Um, for us, just for budgeting purposes, after tax and tip, adults for lunch and dinner came out to about $96 a person. And children for lunch and dinner came out to about 60 So I would just budget for that if you're doing lunch or dinner, a little bit less if you're doing breakfast, but be ready to pay that amount as soon as you book. Another tip, if you are traveling with an infant or child under the age of three, make sure that you add them to the reservation. Even if they're not eating, um, you will be able to put them in as an infant. You shouldn't be charged for them, but you'll want to make sure there is a space for them in the restaurant. So really important to make sure they're included. And a Disney tip that I heard actually when we were dining at Space 220 that may be worth a try. They do have you do stroller parking before you enter the castle. The dining room is very, very small, but we were told by a cast member at Space 220, if you have a child that cannot walk, you know, like an infant, and they're in a stroller, you may be able to get a special pass to still bring them up to the dining room in that stroller. So you don't have to take out a carrier or, you know, carry the infant, strap them to you, whatever, if they're, you know, asleep, for instance. So definitely inquire about that, not making any promises. They may do things differently at Cinderella's Royal Table, but it's worth an ask because there is an elevator in there to get you to the dining room that could be utilized if you need to. Okay, let's talk about what is included and kind of how the experience works. So when it is your time to enter the castle, um, a lovely cast member will take you in to stand in a short little line to meet Cinderella. Honestly, we were there four or five minutes, so very short. But she is there in the bottom level of the castle where you can meet her, chat with her for a bit, get a photo. There's a Disney photo pass photographer there. Um, and then once you're done with your picture, there's 
kind of a little seating area where you will wait to be called and they will bing, 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 ring a lovely bell and call the Royal Robins family or whoever you are. Um, Your presence is requested in the dining room. So at that point, you can take this beautifully carpeted spiral staircase up or you can take the elevator up to the dining room, which is just a floor above. So with your meal here, you are getting kids and adults alike an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So make sure you bring your appetite. You are paying for it. Um, The food can, you know, at these more expensive meals, these character meals can get a bad rap. But I'll be honest, out of what we ate on our week-long trip, this was probably one of my favorite meals. It was just really good. Um, I don't want to go too in-depth on the menu because I believe we had a few special things. We were still there during the 50th anniversary, but in looking at the menu listed online, it seems to be very similar. Um, I'll just tell you what I had that I thought was super tasty. I had the soup of the day, which was a butternut squash soup. It was delicious. Then I'm pretty sure I had the pork tenderloin here. That was really good. And then they have a special, the clock strikes 12 dessert. It was super rich, um, but it was really tasty. Came with a little ice cream. So everything I ate, I really loved. The star of the show, though, was those kids' mashed potatoes. (laughs) Y'all, they probably had 10 pounds of butter in them, but they were the best mashed potatoes I've ever eaten. So encourage your kids to get the mashed potatoes and take a big old scoop of them on your own plate. So again, I really really, really enjoyed the food. Um, Everything, those three um, courses are included with the price you pay. What's not included are going to be any, you know, alcoholic beverages. My husband got a little, I think, wine spritzer flight or something like peach bellini some different things on there maybe a sangria Um, I don't know but that was pretty tasty that they brought out and then obviously you know if you order anything a la la carte or extra um, that would be an additional cost but otherwise it is one nice thing you've already paid the money you know two months in advance so go eat enjoy now let's talk about those kiddos in that awkward maybe 10 11 12 range where they still or even older they still want to eat the kids meal offerings Um, I will say my son who is 10 he is a little adventurous he likes salmon Um, he probably would have been happy with one thing on the adult menu there's you know a chicken there's always a fish there's a pork dish there's going to be something vegetarian there's a gnocchi on there right now Um, but he had eaten a lot of salmon in previous meals off of adult menus so he was kind of over it so what they'll allow you to do for a kiddo in that kind of threshold is actually to order a kids meal option but they'll basically double it. So he got like mashed potatoes, corn, and I think chicken tenders, just a very kid menu. Um, And basically he got double portions of everything. It was like the hugest pile of mashed potatoes ever and like a full ear of corn. And I don't know how many chicken tenders were there, but definitely ask about that. It's not changing the price, but they're just going to up the amount of kid food that you get. Um, And that can be done. They'll also do it for an adult. So if you'd rather have 
have a kid appetizer, um, you know, than an appetizer listed on the adult menu. They'll swap that out for you in a larger portion. The only thing they told us they really couldn't do much with was the kids' desserts because most of those were in a set vessel or a set size cupcake. Um, so you would just get that smaller size. But that's a nice tip to know for those kiddos in that younger adult range, according to Disney. They don't see something they want on the adult menu. Ask about just doubling up a kid's offering. Now, another big perk of dining here is that while you're eating, it is a character meal and you are greeted by princesses. So again, Cinderella stays downstairs in that main lobby. But while you're dining, we were able to meet Snow White, Aurora, Ariel, and Jasmine. And just like with any other character meal, they come around to your table, they chat, um, they'll be there for pictures. And the dining room, honestly, is not very large in the castle. It feels, you know, really small and quaint to me. So they get around quickly. You'll definitely see all of the rotating princesses that day before you leave. My one negative regarding this was the lighting where we were is horrible. <laughs> um, I didn't really look up to see if there was much overhead lighting. There are a huge wall of windows, you know, looking out into Fantasyland. So you're getting a lot of natural light, but that just made, we were kind of in the back away from the windows. So there were some really odd glares and shadows. And finally, I just kind of stopped taking pictures because I couldn't even see people's faces in my pictures. Uh, my husband has a bit of a better camera on his phone than me. He got some decent ones. But just keep that in mind. If your heart is set on a photo, depending on where you're sitting in there, and again, nighttime may be better. We were there about one, two o'clock. Um, the lighting was just awful for us in our photos. So maybe change your expectation of those pictures or get creative, play with some modes before you go so you know that you'll be able to get some photos if that's really important to you. All right. And then in finishing our meal, we had a, a great server. He had tons of great jokes, loved chatting with us um, and with the kids. And this definitely wasn't a meal where I felt rushed at all. We had time to take our time. All the kids got a cute little wishing star to take with them. And then when you exit, head back down the staircase. When we were leaving, there was a basket there where everyone could choose a sword or a wand and the cast member even said the adults could grab one too. So we had fun choosing those and honestly getting right outside the castle doors and, you know, people sword fighting and smacking each other with wands and all of that good fun stuff. Fun, fun times. Um, so we'll kind of end on the biggest question with a meal like this. Is it worth it? Y'all, this is one of your most expensive meals you're going to find in Walt Disney World. Definitely high up there for character dining prices. Um, and again, it's good food, but what the food actually costs and what you're paying, you are paying a ton for that atmosphere um, and to be around those characters. I feel like this is a great once every little while thing. So the way we spaced it out where we went where, when the oldest kids were really young and now we're going when our kind of second kids are younger is great. Do I have a desire to rush back there? No. 
do I have a big desire to necessarily ever go back now that the kids are older? You know, maybe, but I definitely think it's a great once or twice, depending on the ages of your kid or a special event thing. But for me, this is by no means a I have to go every single time. Um, the views are cool up there, but if you're not sitting right by a window and we weren't this time, you know, you don't really see a lot of that. It's awkward to go stand right beside someone else's table and look out. I did go up and kind of take a few pictures when there weren't people seated right by the window. Um, but if you're not there, you're kind of missing out on the view. It's cool to be in the castle, but I would say not an every time experience for myself and my family. All right. If you have questions about Cinderella's Royal Table, I kind of gave you basically the whole spiel, how it works from entrance to exit. But if there's anything you want to know, go find me on Instagram at Mountains of Magic or on Facebook at Fantastical Vacations by Danielle. That's Danielle with one L. You can also check the show notes here on the podcast to find my email. I would love to answer any questions about this dining experience for you. Or if you listen to my trip recap and heard some of the other places we went, would be glad to give you my two cents about any of those locations. But if you are dying to get yourself to Disney, if you're looking to plan an upcoming trip, I would love, love to help you with that at absolutely no cost to you. Connect with me on the socials or on email and I'll happily get back to you. Send over a free quote and we can start talking Disney. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please take a second to go leave a rating, a review. I would be so thrilled and so honored if you took that time. That helps other people find us, and I'll definitely read it on the show. But as always, I thank you all so very much for listening and hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye.